Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one by one. I'm Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And this week, we are not discussing an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Plot twist. Plot twist. We're doing a special episode today, which is a mailbag episode because we have so many wonderful notes from all of you and like have learned so much mm-hmm. we have things to dig into from, oh, yes. from our email inbox to those of you who are like oh man I want to be on a mailbag episode guess what you too can be on a future mailbag episode if you have things you want to tell us about the series or about our podcast you can write to us at buffering the vampire slayer at gmail.com here is some proof that our email inbox works <laughs> Oh, man. Are we ready? Uh, we're ready. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I... Okay. Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay, okay. 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 I'm All ready. Right. All right. First mailbag episode ever. Yes. It's very exciting. Structureless. What are we doing? <laughs> it's actually, you You say that and they think, oh, they must just be doing whatever. But we like sat for a full hour and we, went... We put things in order. We put things in order. We, we read everyone. If you if you are not getting a response here, you will, you're starred in our inbox. Like mm. We're very organized right now. We'll see how long Kristen's we Kristen's very organized. That's true. I'm very organized. We'll see, but we'll see how long we can keep on top of of things right so far so good (laughs) um okay let's start let's start with emily h let's do it all right emily h writes in hi there my name is emily and i'm a long time jenny fan and an even longer time buffy fan i love Kristen too thank you (laughs) emily I finally started listening to Buffering today, and it's everything I never knew I needed. I love the banter and the number of ridiculous things you guys notice, but I think my favorite part are the episode recap songs. Yes. I was hoping that maybe you could do an electronic download on iTunes of all the songs at the end of every season. I would totally pay to be able to listen to these songs on a regular basis and share with fellow Buffy fans. Just a thought. Well, what a great way to start. Emily H., you read our minds mm-hmm. and our plots and our schemes. You did. Jenny has been making me keep it a secret. And like two days ago, I was like, Jenny, why do we have to keep it a secret? I guess we don't. I just, I feel like in, in the world of music and releases and stuff, you get sort of trained. Uh, you get like programmed to like keep everything a secret until you, you know, everything's on your terms. And now we make a big announcement. Oh my God, go get the record. There's no reason we can't just tell you we are planning to do actually exactly what you suggested. We're going to be releasing the songs in albums at the end of every season. Yes. And I and that makes sense. I think if you're a musician, but see, we're doing this series. People are hearing these songs and they're like, but will I ever get to purchase and listen to these songs? So I think I get I get where you were coming from, but I'm totally. really I'm really excited to go public. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and stop lying. Yes. And so, and Emily, you are not alone in your ask, which is also what prompted us to mm-hmm. tell you all. There were so many people on Twitter, there have been, um, oh, yeah. who have said, a cool idea, but are you ever gonna? Can we? Could yeah, you? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, 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 is the answer. Yeah. Um, so our next email is from Nell. And Nell writes, Hello, Jenny and Kristen. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is basically the universe conspiring to give me all my favorite things. I'm a songwriter, a lesbian, and a huge Buffy fan. Thanks for doing the podcast. It's everything I wanted when I was first watching the show. The recap songs are perfect, and I laugh out loud. Nice job with Periodic Table of the Elements. Ha <laughs> ha. Also, I think you should say patriarchy however the fuck many times you want per show. And Nell, that's why we put you in this episode. Yes, <laughs> because of that last line. Beautiful, Nell. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for per- thank you for your permission to say patriarchy. Look at that first yes. episode. We've said it twice already. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Then Jordan S. writes. Hey guys, I just finished your most recent episode. I wanted to let you know that the coffee mug that Giles uses in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a vintage Jadeite Fire King mug. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I'm going to stop here because how many people do you think told us about the mug? I feel like 40 people probably tweeted You're all amazing. 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 People sent links. Somebody on Twitter uh, I think it was on Twitter, right? Let us know that there are two kinds of this mug. Oh, yes. The C handle and the D handle. Yes. And the D handle is easier to come by, mm-hmm. but Giles had the C handle. Yes, yes, yes. Giles is more of like a, a hefty diner mug. Yeah, but, it, but yeah. And you know, that I kind actually of prefer the, the, the D, D handle, handle, which is the cheaper. That's very unlike me. I usually prefer things <laughs> that are more expensive. You usually like the finer things in I life. do, but in this case, I don't. Um... And then, and then the reason, Jordan, that we're reading yours is because you, um, in addition to letting us know about the mug, said, if you guys considered opening a P.O. box for fans of the podcast, I would love being able to send you two a pair, considering you're two of my favorite people who started a podcast on my favorite show, and I just wanted to let you know how rad the podcast has been so far. So this is awesome, and we've had a, a couple of people ask if we have a P.O. box, um, and we do. We do have a P.O. box. Uh, it'll be on our website, but should I, should I tell them? Yeah, with my mouth. Yes, right tell now? them with your mouth. But okay, it'll be on our website under contact. Yeah, so don't feel like you know when somebody leaves you a message and it's their, they're giving you their phone number and you have to write it down right Get now. Get a pen. <laughs> but our PO box address is five five six South Fair Oaks Avenue, uh, Suite one hundred one, number four ninety, and that's in Pasadena, California. So close to Sunnydale. <laughs> and the zip is nine one one zero five. So if you if you want to send us any green mugs or, or postcards, postcards, right, or notes, physical notes in future episodes of Mailbag, we can totally do. Oh, physical mailbag, snail mailbag. mailbag. Yes, snail mailbag. Yeah, great, great, great. Yay. So, um, Jordan, thank you for that question. Um, Jenny, I'll let you read um, some of what Sarah has written to us, but I put Sarah next because Sarah also sent us. Green mug info. One of the one of the forty. Oh, Sarah's yes. one of the forty. Thank you, Sarah, <laughs> and everyone. So Sarah S writes, "Big fan so far. I'm not sure if you're going to talk about this at all, but there's something I've always wondered. In the first episode, Buffy knows she's the Slayer and of her duty. However, it seems like Giles knows of her, but doesn't know for certain she's the Slayer. Did Buffy have a Watcher before Giles? How does she just know she's the Slayer and of her destiny if she didn't have one before him?" Joss Whedon himself has said that the TV series is not a continuation of the movie, but how could it not be if Buffy already knows of her destiny without having been groomed by a watcher slash the council? 
Okay, so the deal with this seems to be that Joss wrote a script for the movie, and then, as is often the case when movies get made, the film that ultimately got made was different in a lot of ways from his original script and his original vision. According to, this is from Wikipedia, according to the official Buffy Watcher's Guide, Whedon wrote the pilot to the TV series as a sequel to his original script, which is why the show makes references to events that did not occur in the film. In 1999, Dark Horse Comics released a graphic novel adaptation of Whedon's original script under the title The Origin. Whedon stated, The Origin comic, though I have issues with it, can pretty much be accepted as canonical. Mm. And Buffy's Watcher in both The Origin and in the film, although they are different, um, is Merrick. I, th- I, th- I think they actually, I'm not sure if they actually refer to Merrick as a Watcher in the film, but that's sort of like... Oh, he yeah. has the Giles role. Yeah, I think they call him a watcher. Cool, 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 cool. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I definitely was aware of the term watcher, I think, before I watched the series. So I think I would have only gotten that from the movie. Right, right. Um, and and so I wonder, because I'm not familiar, are you fam- you're not familiar with the origin. No, I'm going to be reading the origin post haste. Yeah, so I would like to read it too, um, because in, in the movie... Right, she is. That, that's when she finds out. She finds out right. she's a teenager mm-hmm. in in high school, and she's like getting changed in the locker room. <laughs> I, I love really, Kristen. Did you take extra notes? People though? didn't. People there are a lot of people like in their comments to us and stuff are like, I don't like the movie. I don't blah blah blah. And I guess it's because it's not like canonical, right? Mm-hmm. Material. But see, I watched the movie in the '90s as a teen, and I loved. I watched it like many, many, many times over and over again. Lu- Luke Perry was in. Oh yes, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Hillary it. Swank. Yes, it was just. I mean, whatever. We'll get back to it the. It was a fun bag. romp. It was. A, it was a fun romp, especially before <laughs> I knew anything about you know this universe or Joss Whedon. Like I didn't know anything. I was just like, this is the best. Yeah. Um. Also, you know, Emily T wrote to us. Uh, at some point, would love to hear your take on the unaired pilot. Not worth a whole episode, maybe, but if there's one with multiple short topics, you could maybe throw that in there. Um, and that's something that we have on our to-do list as well. Definitely. And so, I mean, Emily's idea here of putting in a few things into a, into an episode, we could read the origin. Yeah. We could watch the unaired pilot. Yes. And we could have a special episode I'm very special for <laughs> bringing the Vampire Slayer. Um, so thank you, Emily, for that because we have we have a lot to learn. I, I want to stop here for just a second um, and say that I'm fairly new to like fandom in general. Um, I unlike Jenny, I was not a comic book reader as a, as a kid or as a teen. Um, I certainly have been like fans of things like bands and what have you. But I feel like the universe of Buffy and similar like sci-fi genre shows and comics have a very particular. Um, energy to them Mm -hmm. and it's like I haven't gotten to traverse in this world until now until doing this podcast I mean obviously you know you and I Jenny like had fun watching the series together but this has been so special so far yeah we're only you know six episodes in and the emails that you all are sending and the tweets and how excited everybody is and um, how, like, willing everyone is to teach us even more and to say, like, hey, I really like this, but also you miss this thing. We're going to get to a couple of things that we miss that are f- so great um, <laughs> that we're going to tell you all about. But I, I just – I love it so much. Um, I told Jenny the only thing I could compare it to is when she started playing um, with punk 
punk bands and punk singers and, and things like that, the audience at, in, um, in those shows had a very similar energy. They were so supportive and just like everybody was in it together as a family. Yeah, there's like a community understanding there. Yeah, and, and I'm finding that here. And I just want to say that I'm very excited um, to be a part of this with all of you. It's really fun and really special. It is really, really special. And I'm super glad to be a part of it too. Thanks so much for, for taking the time to write to us and tweet at us. Um, it's it's just so awesome to have everybody uh, coming at us with lots of helpful info. Yeah. Um, speaking of helpful info. Yes. <laughs> Nathan wrote to us, uh, there was one moment when I yelled at my car radio when you said David Boreanis was spotted by a talent agent while mowing the lawn. And then in all caps, Nathan says, he was walking his dog. OMG. <laughs> I have been diagnosed with severe trivia brain, so I don't blame you for not recalling that detail off the top of your head. But the reason I mention it is that preparation is likely to prevent a lot of other nitpicky geeks from sending you (laughs) cranky emails. I strongly recommend snagging copies of The Watcher's Guide, Volume 1 and 2. They have tons of great details about each episode and many of the cast members and writers. Um, so this is, and, and Nathan, you were not the only person who told us that we, uh, flubbed on that detail. Yes. That David Boreanaz was not mowing his lawn. He was walking his dog. So to those of you who believed us, sorry. Yes. We, we never meant to deceive you. We didn't. And we're so excited to get our hands on The Watcher's Guide, Volumes 1 yes. and 2. We'll be, we'll definitely be referencing those moving forward to help us. Uh, not make mistakes. Yeah, we've been re- we've been reading up on the episodes before discussing them, um, but we've not been using. I'll say it. I'll say the word again. Canonical text. Yes. Um, I don't know if the Wikipedia if the, is not canonical. Wiki, Wikipedia is not, um, and so we're we're gonna get better at looking in the right places mm. uh, for those details um, moving forward. Um, Annette H also let us know. Annette was another one of the people who said, "Excuse me, but David Boreanaz <laughs> was walking his dog, not mowing his." Um, and Jenny, why don't you why don't you read the rest of Annette's email because it's pretty fun. Annette is working on a senior thesis in a science lab and took a break to write us. Did you know that they make Buffy themed tea? Now you can drink Rupert Giles tea if you ever find that green mug. <laughs> Pretty amazing. It is. It is. And we did find the green mug. We don't have it in our possession quite yet, but I think it might be on its way to us eventually. Dear diary. Dear diary. And um, we've made you a bit.ly link so you too can find this Giles T. Jenny named it. Jenny created the bit.ly very smartly. It is bit.ly forward slash Brewpert Giles. (laughs) (laughs) So that's B-R-E-W-P-E-R-T. G-I-L-E-S. You can see this tea that Annette let us know about. It's very exciting. You yes. see what I'm saying? This yes. Is the coolest. So amazing. Um, okay, so Andrea M writes to us and says, just wanted to say I really enjoyed your first episode and I'm excited to listen every week. I'm emailing because one aspect I always appreciated about Buffy was how funny and quippy she is while also kicking ass. There are comedies about women and dramas about women, but it's not often a woman gets to be both witty and be an action star. At least I can't think of many. So I think everyone knows why we read this aloud. (laughs) Because we are women. Yes. And we like women. Yes. Who are badasses. And who can also make some jokes. Yes. And we've talked. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Andrea, you wrote that to us after episode one. So you've probably been um, delighted to hear us continue to talk about the complexity of the female characters on this show. Oh, yes. Because 
damn, are we into it. So many layers. So many layers. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, one other thing I just wanted to say about uh, Andrea's email is that they signed it. One of the Scoobies. <laughs> which I loved. It's so great. One of the Scoobies. Yes. Yes. It's a lovely sign off. A lot of people who've been emailing us have been, you know, like hashtag Team Giles. Yes. Or hashtag Team Whoever. Hashtag. There's been a lot of hashtags. There's a hashtag. We we had our first hashtag Team Drusilla, who you don't know yet. Whoever Drusilla Whoever is. Whoever that is. But we were pretty excited about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we love Drusilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, Tim P. writes, You were pointing at the vampire prophecy and what would happen if there were no more humans. While it isn't in the Buffy universe, check out Daybreakers with Ethan Hawke. It's about a world where almost everyone is a vampire and they are dealing with a dwindling blood supply and the effects it has on them. That is so interesting. I can't wait to watch that movie. Yeah, I can't either. And Thanks that, so much, Tim P. Yeah, you should all watch it as well. We can all talk about it in the social in the social realm. Yes. <laughs> we'll put it on the top of our movie list. Yes. Um, Kevin writes, hey, Kristen and Jenny, I really dig your podcast. It's great hearing people who know slash care so much about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's especially wonderful that you are two queer folks. I got super into Buffy watching the reruns the summer after I came out to most people in my life. It turned out to be a lonely summer, lesbian in an Irish Catholic town. Who would have thought? Needless to say, I fell hard for Buffy and have been smitten ever since. I got a Buffy tattoo at 24. I guess what I'm trying to say is I've been searching for someone to really nerd out about Buffy with for entirely too long, and it's simply fantastic that I bear witness to your nerding out about Buffy. This message is really special and we don't talk a lot like obviously we've pulled out a lot of gay themes but I don't think that you and I Jenny talk too much about the fact that we are queer um Mm. and that part of what draws I think both of us and a lot of people a lot of queer people to the show is its queerness uh that there's a lot going on here under the surface there's Mm -hmm. you know Buffy's identity that she has to keep a secret yes there's a lot of and we'll see more of this as the series goes on but there's a lot of like coming out themes here Mm -hmm. um and so I think it's really special to have like to be able to sit here with you another queer person in this space and talk about this show um I I really I think it's very special and I appreciate Kevin that you um that you are having a good time listening to us do that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and I'm so excited because well, my brain just like started flipping fast-forward <laughs> style through you know my mental Rolodex of how many of those themes are going to come and like how in-depth we're going to get with it. I'm just really excited. Yeah, we have such a journey to go on, all of us. For sure. And it's like I don't know if you all listening feel like this, but sometimes I just want to sit and wa- – like I just want to forget everything else I'm doing in my life and like watch the episodes and make the podcasts so that we can like hurry up and get right hurry up and get to the parts that I'm so excited to get to but you know then I would just be sad because it would be all over so we'll be patient together <laughs> you and I will be patient um okay today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas if you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. 
If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Terry B. wrote in and let us know a truly delightful fact. <laughs> yes. Uh, Terry writes, fun fact I think you guys will love considering how much you guys love Cordelia. Cordelia was named after a girl who was mean to Joss Whedon's wife in high school. Yes! yes. This Love is it! Oh, this is a great piece of trivia. This is so good. Oh, we need to, you and I need to host a Buffy trivia night at some point, <gasps> right? Yes. It would be great. So stay tuned for that more. That is a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Uh, live on air ideas by Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this. Oh, I love this. And I love you, Cordelia. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, Earl K. writes in and says, Very enjoyable to listen to and look forward to songs about a certain 200-plus-year-old vampire and my favorite, an 1,100-year-old vengeance demon. <gasps> That's my favorite, too. <laughs> That's my favorite, too. <laughs> then goes on, Earl goes on to say, The Giles Mobile. As a car guy, I just had to point out the cor a correction. His car is French, not British. It's a 1963 Citroën? I don't know how to say that word. Is that, it looks good. It looks, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a 1963 Citroen, C-I-T-R-O-E-N. A real piece of shit. <laughs> why is he driving this? Come on, Giles. Seriously, why? <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's, it's so like, do funny. they? Do you think they send the watchers over with their cars? Oh my god! They just bring all of their belongings. They're not allowed to buy anything in their new in their new home. It's very difficult to say why exactly he is driving that car, but it is hilarious. Uh, well, thank you, Earl. 
Uh, okay, Rich A. God bless you, Rich A, because, <laughs> wow, this is a gift. Rich writes, I was surprised you didn't mention the notorious background extra uh, in the final scene of episode five, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. The woman in the red jacket <laughs> certainly made sure she would be in frame time and time again. By my count, she can be seen eight separate times while Buffy is having a serious talk with Owen and then with Giles. It's so distracting, I always have a difficult time paying attention to what the characters are saying. <laughs> she kind of ruined the scene, but now it's one of those idiosyncratic moments of the series that I remember fondly. Oh, man. Kristen rich. and I watched this, and it is so great. It's so good. We kept a tally. We actually, um, Rich, we we tallied 10 times. We counted 10 times. Hopefully we were right. But, you know, it, it may be too, like, you might have been counting, like, because there's, there's a couple of cuts where you see her twice, and she's progressed forward, and it's like the same, you know, so sequentially it's kind of, maybe you counted that as one. Right, 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 um, right, right. But, oh, this is a lady oh in a pl- bright red plaid blazer. Uh, and she has in most oh, of in most of the scenes or scenes, it's one scene. It's like right. 5 minutes. In most of the cuts she has this like red shiny uh purse over her shoulder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh some of them some of them she doesn't. Uh, but she's like everywhere. She's going up the stairs, she's going down the stairs. It's she's reading so a bulletin funny. board. She's coming from the other angle. Yeah. If if you have a moment and you did not know, like we did not know about this woman, <laughs> go back. It's the it's like one of the last scenes in the episode. Never kill a boy on the first date. Yes, you must watch it. It is so enjoyable. So funny. So thank you, and Rich, you may have given us the most joy with this. Yeah, what a <laughs> gift. And you know something that I'd like to say too is Jenny and I. Um, you know, this is our first time doing anything like this, and so we. At first, we've been watching the episode once. We take we take notes, and then we come and we talk about it. But um, in in recent episodes, we've been realizing that watching it twice has actually helped us a lot. And oh, what yeah. I yeah, and what I said to Jenny before we when we watched you know this woman <laughs> eight times was like maybe had we watched this one twice, we would have noticed that as well. So um, hopefully, we'll be watching most of the episodes two times, not once, before doing our episodes, so we catch all these little things. Plus, yeah. we'll have the watchers' guides. Honestly, I'm shocked that Kate Leth did not uh, point oh, out yeah, yeah. the woman Kate's in the plaid red blazer. Yeah, Kate. Kate. Kate was too busy noticing the the purple lame pants <laughs> Easter egg. It's like she could only she could only bring us so many Easter eggs. Right, you know? right. Um, okay, and then our our last mailbag email here is from mm-hmm. Brianna, um, and there's a couple of things in Brianna's note. Um, they say I have two questions. The first question is, have either of you listened to any of the several Buffy podcasts that predate yours? Most fizzle out long before season seven, and I trust y'all won't break our hearts like that. I have not listened to any of the other Buffy podcasts. Have you, Jenny? I have also not. I thought once we started making this podcast that it would probably be a good idea not to listen to any because I I don't want to accidentally start... Accidentally incorporating things that they say, or right. you know, I I, I want to do this like um, without outside influences, I guess. Right. I mean, I think we have well via you, Jenny. We have outside influences from like your your favorite podcasts. You know, like Jenny listens to the West Wing Weekly, and that being another television podcast, I think it helps your brain kind of say like, oh, well, they do some things like this and some right. things like that. But that I think listening to something so specifically close to what we're doing here. 
might trip us up. Yeah. But the real reason that we want to address this question is to say we will not fizzle out. Never. Can you tell? Can you not tell from our enthusiasm? Our fiery excitement. Oh, man. We are not fizzling out. This is going to be a full run of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or die trying. (laughs) Uh, Brianna goes on to say, have you considered recording commentaries for select episodes? It would be fun if you skipped ahead and did a commentary for the episode Halloween. Well, Brianna... We are so glad you brought this up. Yes, because we've been thinking about doing um, a live a live thing, like a live internet stream, a Facebook Live. Right, right, right. If you will. I will. You will? Yeah, I'm Great. Gonna. And this, I think this pushed us um, to say, okay, what are we doing? Are we going <laughs> to do it? Are we not going to do it? And um, Brianna, I'm here to tell you, we are going to do this thing. We are going to do a Facebook Live. On the night before Halloween, so this is Sunday, October 30th, just a couple of days from right now, Mm -hmm. we're going to go live on Facebook. Yes, we're going to be doing a Facebook Live at facebook.com slash Jenny Owen Youngs. (laughs) I'll be hosting this one. This one's at my place. Yeah. (laughs) In this day and age with the internet, it is impossible to schedule a live event that everyone can attend. Right, right. (laughs) But... At least it'll be archived after the fact. You can always go and watch it. And and what, the way we'll do it, the way I've done Buffy watches in the past, um, is that we've been on headphones. Y'all can watch on your own devices. And then, you know, we'll say like, three, two, one, hit play. Yeah. We all hit play simultaneously. And then you can watch. We'll be watching. And we'll be adding commentary as we go. And so this is, I just want to say, too, this is season two, episode six. And so what I would like to do, Jenny and I are going to have a business meeting live on this podcast. <laughs> But what I would like to do is chat for five, ten minutes yes. and hang out and talk to everybody about their Halloween costumes and what have you. Mm. And we could take some questions so that everyone can join for that part. And then after five, ten minutes of hanging, then we will do the three, two, one hit play situation. Because some of you, of course, will want to stay on your track of viewing um, and might not want to jump ahead. Yeah, to just in case you want to come just say hello to us. Yes, yeah, so you can come say hello at the beginning um, and then you can jump jump ship before we uh, launch into Halloween season two, episode six. It's yes. going to be really fun. Yes. Oh my so gosh, excited. Jenny, we can wear our custom fangs. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we can. I'm so excited. Uh, great. So this is October 30th. We're going to be going live at 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's right. Yeah. 6 p.m. Eastern. Some other hour in some other time zones. <laughs> 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget. We will see you at facebook.com forward slash Jenny Owen Youngs. Hooray. So, Brianna, Brianna, we've been talking about your email now for a half hour. <laughs> ha! But it was very, there's a lot of inf- information a in here. A lot of great questions, a lot of great answers. Yeah, because the, la- the, the thing that Brianna ends their email with is letting us know. I'm just going to read it. It's a mm-hmm. PSA from Brianna, and I think we all need to be on top of this. Brianna says, I'm concerned that some of your listeners may be watching Buffy for the first time on Netflix. The thing is, Netflix has the remastered HD version of Buffy that was produced by Fox, and it's a damn mess. (laughs) The remaster nixes the original aspect ratio to adapt Buffy to widescreen TVs, which is not how it was filmed or how it was meant to be aired. And the remaster at times manages to both crop off important visual detail and include things obviously not meant to be in frame, like crew members. (laughs) (laughs) Among other things, it also removes filters that are essential in showing what time of day a scene is taking place. 
Another huge oversight, especially for a horror show. Anyone streaming Buffy should do themselves a favor and use Hulu, where they still have the original standard definition, full screen, Joss approved version. Nice. This is a revelation. A revelation and so important. Jenny and I are actually going to revert not to even Hulu, but to the DVDs. We're yeah, gonna, we've been watching on Netflix, but I mean, this yeah, is we a clear know. call to uh, change our ways. We didn't know to change our ways, and now we know. And so if you're with us and you want 100% Joss approved Buffy here, which I think is what we're all after. Yes. Uh, you might want to take your viewing over to Hulu or the DVDs. And if you can't, you have to stay on Netflix. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll still be here for you. I think yes. I don't think we'll be too far off the mark. But. <laughs> <laughs> but Brianna, thank you so much. Yes, thanks so much for that great information. Wow. What a mailbag episode. What a mailbag episode. And you know what I was just thinking, Jenny, is like every other episode has a song that recaps the episode. We don't Mm -hmm. have an episode to recap here, but I do think that you talked about giving the people a green mug song for a green mug. (gasps) I did make that vow, and I'm not about to back down. Here's a green mug song. Well, it's a green mug song From the bottom of our hearts We're very, very thankful To have this useful intel You sent to our This has been so much fun. Thank Mm -hmm. you all again for writing us such lovely notes and, um, you know, for talking to us on social media, too, um, for for chatting with us on Twitter and all that good stuff. We will definitely be back doing more of these in the future. Yes. So fun. Till then or till the next episode. uh, My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And when I'm not making mailbag episodes for (laughs) Buffering the Vampire Slayer, you can find me making songs and singing them and recording them. And I went ahead and made you guys a special little playlist over at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering. So you can check out some of my songs that aren't about Buffy, if you so choose. You can also give me a shout on Twitter at JennyOwenYoungs. And I am Kristen Russo. You can find my personal chatter and feminist rants. I hope I'm actually doing those things I keep telling you. Am I ranting <laughs> feministly? Um, over on Twitter at Kristen Nolene. That is K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. When I'm not podcasting, I work to bring advice, resources, and laughter to LGBTQ young people and their families over at everyoneisgay.com and mykidisgay.com. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter at BufferingCast, and we're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BufferingCast. You can also email us at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. <laughs> dot, 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 If you like what we do, you can now support us by heading on over to BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com and clicking on the donate button. Thanks so much for listening. We care about you. Until next time. Oh, mailbag.
Hi, I'm Essie, one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics, the most welcoming place for LGBTQ plus folks and women to chat comics, fiction, and pop culture. Bitches are both wanted and encouraged on our podcast. We speak with amazing guests about the media they've created, critiqued, and loved. And you don't have to just take our word for the great time we're having over here. We've been named a Best Comic Book Podcast by several publications, including Book Riot, The Mary Sue, and Comic Book Herald. So tune in and listen to us talk with your faves like Carmen Maria Machado, Amy Chu, Mari Naomi, Anthony Oliveira, and many, many others. Our whole goal is to include more folks in the comic book and pop culture world and to help new readers find comics and speculative books they'll love, with no shade for being new. You can find Bitches on Comics wherever you get your podcasts, and you can learn more at bitchesoncomics.com.